0: Welcome to another episode of People with Passion for Pets. I am your host, Birgit Walker, and my guest on the show today is Sarah Beck. She is the inventor of the Doggy Don't Device. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to People with Passion for Pets.
1: Hi, Birgit. Thank you so much for having me. It's a
0: pleasure. Pleasure is mine. I am so excited for today's interview. Um, Sarah, you are the inventor of the Doggy Don't device. For one thing, it's it's just such a great, catchy name. So I'm sure everybody is very uh, interested in hearing what it really is. Um, but it is a training device. And um, I I'll guess I'll just kind of let you start out right away by talking about how it came to be and what it does.
1: Okay, thank you. So the Doggy Don't device is a handheld tool that basically interrupts a behavior. So if your dog is in the throes of reactivity or jumping up on your elderly relative or going to eat something that might be harmful to it, it's just a quick sound and a quick click to interrupt that behavior so that you can correct your dog and get his focus back to you. And how I came up with this is because I was fostering a lot of dogs that came from really horrible situations, dogs that never had any kind of training or attention or direction at all. And when I was fostering them, my greatest concern was, number one, that I got them trained so that they would go to a home and stay to a home. Um, stay in a home, I should say, you know, for instance, like I, I had one dog that when he came into my house, he lifted up his leg on the couch. Well, that dog is not going to stay in a home. So, you know, the minute I saw him lift his leg up, I clicked the doggy don't device, click sound, and stopped him in his tracks, and he literally never lifted his dog, his leg up again. But how it actually came to be was I had several dogs, including my own, and we would go walking and they were super reactive because they'd never been on walks, never been on a leash, never seen a bicycle, a tricycle, the mailman, a person in a hat. So everything stimulated them. Other dogs, everything stimulated them. And my concern was, what if another dog comes at us that's off leash because I've got four reactive dogs? How, who do I protect? How do I protect? What do I do? So I started carrying a stun gun, not to stun anybody, but just because I thought the sound would stop something. Well, one day, all four of those dogs started barking incessantly, and I just decided to put the stun gun up in the air and say no bark, and to my amazement, they all stopped barking and sat down. And I said, oh my God, this is a miracle. So I kept trying it out, I bought a bunch of stun guns for my friends who had issues with when the mailman came or whatever it was. Um, And I found that not all of the time, but less 90, 80 to 90% of the time it worked. So then my thought was, I wanna come up with something that's not going to shock a dog, not accidentally shock you, that if your kid gets a hold of it, it's not gonna hurt your child. So you can put it in your pocket without risking accidentally clicking it and electrocuting yourself. So our Dog You Don't device is um, completely harm-free. I mean, you can touch it, as you can see. We've been around since 2016. um, Then we started working with dog trainers. I got involved with the International Association of Canine Professionals. Again, it's not for every single dog or every single situation, but it definitely works for dog parents that are struggling. Um, dog trainers recommend it to some of their, their um, you know, harder to rehabilitate dogs. Um, one of my best success stories is a dog that was returned um, four times to a rescue here in Fort Lauderdale. And I'm happy to say um, he is now on a boat, on a yacht, I should say, with a cat. Um, and they, oh, he awesome. was chasing the cat and he was about to get returned. So we gave him a doggy he dealt. the dog stopped chasing the cat and he's now sailing all around the Caribbean on a, on a yacht with his new friend, the cat. That's <laughs> wonderful. You know, <laughs> I love
0: it. What a great story. Um, uh-huh. Sarah, you know, Jim and I, we are dog trainers. Jim has been a dog trainer for almost 40 years now. And um, you referred to a redirect. And that is really something that when it comes to behavior issues is really, really important. And uh, there are different ways that you can do a redirect. You know, we use like a... You know, a click, you can clap your hands. Um, yes. sometimes I have people that are like, I can't do that. And we would say, Well, get a, get a can, right? And put some rocks in it and shake, shake yes. the can with the rocks, right? When I came across your device, I was like, This is perfect. And one of the things that I loved when I looked closer at your device is that you really talk about, um, how to properly use the device, right? And so this is the redirect and, and yours. I actually took the batteries out of mine, but I do want you to demonstrate one more time the sound that it makes. Um so go ahead. Sure. So yeah. it's kind of a it's kind of a weird sound, right? So it it's something that the dog certainly isn't used to from hearing and that's really what a redirect is it's it's just a breaking of the focus and especially when we talk about like a reactive dog a dog gets so focused on whatever that trigger is that they're reactive to that you when you say something they can't even hear you but this weird this weird sound all of a sudden is like what mom and then you can say hey stop or no barking be quiet so I just love the device I think it's It's a great idea, but like you said, it it may not work for every dog. You you could have a dog that's so escalating that he can't hear anything, and even the sound may not work. One thing that I wanted to talk about is you have a a couple of different versions of this. So the one that um, I'm showing here, the one that I have, uh, is battery-operated, and then you just change out the batteries, obviously. Um, But Mm -hmm. then you also have, I, I think, a USB rechargeable one. Is that correct?
1: We do. We have a rechargeable one as well uh, that you plug in and you have to use the cord that it comes with. Um, Personally, I love the the, my original version, because if you use the batteries, because these batteries last forever, then you know you're overusing it, because that's also one of the things we say is (laughs) don't overuse it, make sure you're consistent, make sure everybody in the family is on board, Um, We also recommend in the beginning when you get that correct to redirect and they listen, you know, use a reward, give them a little treat in the beginning, because obviously you don't want to always be, you know, giving your dog treats and making them fat. But in the beginning, they go, oh, if I do this, I get this. But if I don't do that, I get a treat. So that's kind of, you know, the psychology, just like in anything, you know. Yeah.
0: And Sarah, you know, I, um, I have to say, uh, I, like I said, I love the catchy name doggy don't device. And I, I just think it's a perfect name. Uh, but then you also, you make the doggy do, uh, <laughs> treat, which I, I absolutely love. It's so cool. Um, what a what a cute idea and I'm totally with you. So, um, we really work with a lot of behavior issues. That's our number one thing that we work with, with people that have extreme, uh, you Thank know, you. Yeah, no, thank you. Um with people that have extreme behavior issues with their dogs. And we, we always want to teach people how they can get the results, right? Dog trainers, I mean, this is what we do for a profession. Uh, it would be sad if we couldn't change a dog's behavior, but it's only mm-hmm. a lasting change when the owner can do it too. You know, these the two things together are exactly what, you know, we could recommend. That's like, you know, you want to discourage the behavior you don't want and you want to encourage the behavior you do want.
1: Yeah, that's our goal. That's our. I mean, my number one goal really is to work with people like you to help dog parents, keep dogs out of shelters, keep them out of a crate where they're in a crate because they can't be with the guests, Um, let them have a happy life, let them go on long walks with you because they're not barking at the bicycle and what's dragging you down the street. And, you know, and it does take time and diligence and the guidance from, you know, the professionals like you and, you know, products like mine to, to help them so that the dogs can have a happy life and the parents can have a happy life, the dog parents can have a happy life and enjoy their dog. Number
0: one mistake that most dog parents do is when they are trying to discourage um, unwanted behavior, they oftentimes do it in regular life and what happens is that's that's the easiest way to get frustrated or to you know I have so many people that say I don't even take my dogs on a walk anymore because it's too frustrating and I don't enjoy the walk and I I have to go early in the morning to avoid you know other people because I'm so afraid he's gonna react to a dog or Uh you know misbehave by on a to somebody that drives by a bicycle Um, and so that's what we like to say is like you know take 10 minutes out of your day and in your mind have that mindset of I'm working on this behavior and I'm going to start showing the dog what is the behavior that I'm looking for and of course I first need something to discourage the behavior that I don't want. So again Mm -hmm. I think the device is just perfect because so many people don't have the snap or don't have the um, the proper way to discourage the dog, which can be difficult. And so this device really makes that part of it so much easier and it makes it to, well, almost anybody can do it. I mean, this is really not something that you want children to play with, but it is no. easy enough that really anybody can properly work with it and teach a dog to you know refocus from an unwanted behavior And then show a wanted behavior because as a dog trainer, I always tell people you cannot tell a dog what not to do because in a dog's mind, it just doesn't make sense. Don't do that. Right. But when the dog is focused on the behavior or doing the behavior that they are doing, When you refocus them, that's when we then want to show them this is the behavior that I do want you to do, and that's when we use the doggy do. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) exactly, By the way, talk a little bit about. I love these are um, single ingredient treats. Yes. So talk a little bit about this product because they're (laughs) great. Also.
1: Yeah, these are wonderful because first of all, they're they're single ingredient beef liver. They're um, from pasture raised Texas beef. so it's all good stuff and they're small. So, I mean, they're little, they're little, 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 you know, you get about 300, 275 treats in a jar. And this is little and you can even break it into pieces if you have a small dog. And then the crumbs on the bottom, you put in your dog, put on top of your dog food as a copper when it's done. Like, I love what you said about taking the time out to practice. Because for instance, one of the behaviors that I practiced with a dog that I was fostering that I ended up keeping was her reactivity to people coming in the house. So my neighbor was kind enough and he was a man who she also had issues with. So my neighbor was kind enough to assist me. So she would, he would come in the house repeatedly and you know, I would do the no bark and I would give her a treat. And so every time that people came in the house, she then associated it with something good as opposed to something bad. Obviously, I had to use this in the beginning to get her attention um, because she was super duper reactive. But eventually she got the message and it was like, oh, somebody's coming in and she would sit no bark, and wait for her treat because she knew that people coming over and men were no longer a threat.
0: Yeah, and you know, that's perfect. And and I love what you're saying there, too. Eventually, you don't need the device. In, in the second step process, you may only have to show the device, you may not even have exactly. to activate the sound. Um, and then the dog will actually just kind of go, oh, that's right. And, you know, so remember, too, and, and I love what you're saying, it is a process. And it, this is not a push a button, and it's all done. This is a training tool, meaning it assists you in teaching your dog what is the behaviors I'm looking for, and discourage the behaviors that you don't want to see. But it certainly isn't, it isn't a, you know, magic purple pill that, you know, everything will just be fine (laughs) when you when you buy this product.
1: (laughs) exactly exactly and you have to be consistent like anything you know so sarah
0: uh there's one other thing that you send me which i absolutely love and this is another device that you um you offer through your website Mm -hmm. so talk talk a little bit about this and i'll um i'll turn this on yeah
1: yeah it's gonna have a bright light oh yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's so, got a light yeah, on the side. <laughs> it's got a light on the side, but also when you trigger it, you'll see a light that, that comes out from it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I yes, love it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So um, I do, you know, we don't, I don't um, sell this to the general repub- general, pu- re- general public for dog training, but I do have several dog trainers that work with Serious rehabs that do use this device as opposed to the dog you don't device. This device is definitely much louder. Um, and with both devices, you do not put this near your ear, near the dog's ear, it's always up in the air. Um, but this is great if you are a hiker or a dog walker, it will scare off a coyote. Now in that instance, if you see a coyote or something, you know you would direct it so that they could see the light, but not where, not towards your dog's ears, because this will definitely scare off a coyote. Um, and not harm them. Uh, we were contacted by the Department of Agriculture just for that purpose for people that are hiking or in their neighborhood, and the coyotes were coming up. You know, nobody wants to hurt them. Nobody wants to take the chance of them getting so close. If you're carrying pepper spray, you could spray yourself, you could spray your dog. This is also great just for walking around in your neighborhood. If you've got the perfect dog and you have any concerns about other off leash dogs, this, again, you know, nothing's 100%. But it's more likely than not that this is going to get that dog to go away from you.
0: And and to just kind of go back to the sound from either one of those, one of the things that I really like about this, and we had not mentioned this, is that there are other devices like anti-bark devices on the market that admit a hype. High- sound that people can't hear and one of the concerns that I sometimes have with that is that you tend to overuse them because you don't personally hear it what I really love about this device is that you are personally as the user of it you hear the sound as well so that kind of helps you understand what the animal hears but it also helps you understand how often are you using it
1: Yeah, I I 100% agree with you on that one. I was not a fan of the ultrasonic devices. And trust me, I tried everything before I came up with this because I was really struggling with some of my dogs. And I did. I like that it's just a quick click. It's just a quick one, two, three. You're not holding it until the dog is bowing into submission. It's a quick click. But you do make a good point because we as humans can't hear it. You know, we can hold the button and hold the button until we think our dog is going to listen. So it's a very, very, very good point. Um, and, you know, these are also both great to take to the dog park with you because you don't know if, it's, if there's gonna, a scuffle is going to break out. Um, I've broken up a dog fight that wasn't even my dogs at a restaurant. So... It's just, if you have a dog, it's I, you know, I just keep one in my purse at all times because you just never know.
0: Yes. And I, I think it's perfect. Um, and again, this is, this is considered a redirect, meaning it changes the focus of the dog from what they're reacting to, whether or not it's an unwanted behavior, like it might be barking, jumping, being reactive on the leash. Um, it could be like you're saying, uh, somebody could be fighting And again, You could use it with a dog that's approaching you. Sometimes you're walking your own dog and another dog is approaching. You might be concerned that, you know, that could be uh, difficult for you or your pet. Um, so really, a lot of different ways in which this can be used, and it really is a humane way. There's there, this is not hurting the pet, this is not hurting no. them. It's an uncomfortable sound to them, and it's an unusual sound, and that's why it's a redirect. It changes the focus, but it doesn't, yeah. you know, harm them in any way. I re- I really yeah. love everything about it. Uh, it's a great Thank product. You. So let's be sure that we share your website. Where can people find you and and find this device?
1: You can find us at www.doggy, D-O-G-G-I-E, do co. Wonderful. And are you
0: uh, on social media sites as
1: well? Yes. You can find us on Facebook, Doggy Don't. You can find us on Instagram, Doggy Don't. You can find us on Amazon and you can see the reviews from people that have actually used it. Um, Our website has reviews. You can Google us.
0: Perfect. And of course, we'll be sure to share the links in the description below the video so people can easily
1: find you. Terrific. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, before I let you go, Sarah, talk a little bit about your pets. What uh, kind of pets do you have right now?
1: Um, Miniature schnauzers um, are what I have right now. And it's kind of funny because everywhere I go, um, people are amazed that I have three miniature schnauzers and, you know, rescues. um, That's, but don't bark, they don't believe that my dogs don't bark. That's, I'm not saying if there's a squirrel or something like that, I want my dogs to have a good time. But if we're out and about um if you know if I say no bark or come or sit or leave it they're all they all you know for the most part. <laughs>
0: And kudos to you. Uh, and you mentioned to me before the interview, and uh, we should say that too. I mean, you didn't set out to go into the pet business and and be an inventor and, and start selling products. Uh, this just kind of came out of just a, a need and a passion for pets.
1: It did come out of a need and a passion for pets, and I didn't even plan on being a foster, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I mean, I grew up with a love for dogs. I grew up in the Caribbean. I mean, my father, um, I mean, I think at one point we had 14 dogs and a goat. Wow. Um, Yeah. He, when he retired, he worked for the humane society in the Virgin Islands. So I grew up with it, but I never, and I always loved animals. I mean, you know, I've had six at a time, but I never intended to be in this business. But um, my first foster was a story I saw about a dog that had been thrown out of a car on 95. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have to foster this dog. And it happened to be a Jack Russell. And that was my first dog that I fostered. And then whenever I saw, like, a really hard case, I was like, I'm, you know, I became associated with a rescue, with different rescues, and they would call me. And then I became known as the Schnauzer Girl. So if there were Schnauzers in, at Miami-Dade Animal Shelter, I, my vet would call me and go, there's one, two, three. And I would pull them, have somebody pull them
0: for me. Well, thank you for doing that. I mean, there's such a neat. And again, um, we started the conversation uh, about this when, you know, the most animals that are in the shelters are there because they have behavior problems and people just don't feel that they can deal with it any longer. And that's why they're being either in the shelter or they're going back to rescues. And so to have a device and to find a way um, to deal with behavior issues, it's really important, and that's what you know our mission is—to yeah. help people. And and so I think that's that's just beautiful. Uh, and you know, we we certainly are recommending this device uh, to our Thank customers. You. And um, you know, in this forum here, now more people can hear about it. Uh, but again, you know, uh, be sure to understand what is the proper process it's not it's a not just push a button and it's fixed it's something yeah. that you you just use to help train your pet um and you know seek the advice of a dog trainer if if it doesn't work for you um right. but you also in in the packaging itself you have a little bit of a informational pamphlet and and in addition to that i think on your website there's more information is that correct
1: that is correct. And my phone number is also there. So I answer the phone personally. And I mean, I, I'll, I will tell people whether this is for them or whether it's not for them. You know, um, if they have a fearful dog, um, I'm, I'm going to say no. If the dog's too young, I'm going to say no. You know, I'll come up with other suggestions for them. Like they'll say if the dog, or so they have a puppy that's fighting. Well, it's teething. Well, let's, like, let's look at some other things. But we definitely don't want a doggy don't a teething puppy. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm here to answer the phone. I'm not answering at two o'clock in the morning, but if you leave me a message, I'll call you back. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's really wonderful. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I really appreciate you and the work that you do. And um, you. just, yeah, this, you are truly a, a person with a passion for pets.
1: Thank you. And I appreciate you so much. It's been a pleasure.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, then please like and share it with your friends and family. And until next time, keep your paws on the road.